This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Jacob Lauko gets called up and scores two goals and plays a really good game. Like, you know, I think I saw, I think it was Mark Diver that tweeted it. Like, for these guys getting called up from the AHL, like, big, huge part of it is taking advantage of your opportunities, right? And how many times did we say this about, like, Jack Stamika getting an opportunity? And it's like, well, well, it was only, like, a game or two, but, you know, maybe if he got 10 games... It's like, well, you might only get a game or two. And Jacob Lago, to his credit, now he's probably going to get a couple more games, especially uh, if Martian misses a game or two. But gets called up and clearly takes advantage of it. Just plays a great game. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a guy who can probably play on the fourth line and, like, you'll be just fine, you know. Uh, Mark McLaughlin's still down there as an option. Like, they... If it's just, you know, one AHL guy that they have to call up and plug in on the fourth line, especially Lauko with the way he's played this year, like, I actually think that's fine. Like, I think you can get by with that. You're not going to be playing your fourth line 12, 13 minutes in the playoffs anyways. So, you know, can he give you six, seven good minutes? Yeah, I, I think he can. I don't want to ask either of you two to play doctor or fortune teller, but I'm just going to ask you a quick yes or no question. And whoever wants to go first, go for it. But yes or no, do we see Nick Felino and Taylor Hall again this year? Gut, gut, it, gut, gut reaction here. Scott, I know Fel- Scott. Felino, yes. I'm gonna say yes for Hall too, but I'm I'm more worried about that. I don't I don't know. I don't feel great about Hall. Felino, yeah. yes. I. I feel like the fact that they put him on regular IR and not long-term, I don't know, maybe tells us something, maybe not, but I I kind of feel like we do at least see him. I'm hoping the Hall stuff is gamesmanship. And I lean towards him coming back before the end of the season, meaning like in the playoffs, just because if the Bruins go as long as they're expected to, we're talking about he could return in May or June. It gives him a longer time if the Bruins are still playing at that time um, to, to factor into the lineup, I'm sure. And I, I feel bad for players that are on a team that like they feel so, first of all, he's been just part of the team the whole year on a team that could win the Stanley Cup and all of a sudden to wonder whether or not you're actually going to be on the ice in that moment has to really... Um, you know, it has to be a crappy feeling. Um, I hope that the long-term IR and what they're saying about it is a little bit of covering up the fact that they needed the cap space. Um, I am more 
positive on this than Scott. I think Scott was when we were talking at the game was like, I don't know if we see him before the end of the year. I want to say that because there's hopefully for him and the Bruins so much time left in their season, which should be extended. Um, they hope that it gives them time to come back maybe by the time of the, the finals. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Bridget. Like they're going to go, if they're going to go where they want to go, you're talking three months from now, right? That they'd be in the cup finals. Now, look, I, I feel like if, if they don't need surgery and, and the surgery doesn't, you know, come with its recovery time where it's objective and you have to be out a certain amount of time. I mean, they're hockey guys. They're going to, they're, they're going to shoot themselves up. <laughs> they're going to put the needle in the ass and they're going to, they'll be out there for playoffs. So I think they'll be fine. Um, I, I just don't know when that'll be, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. Scott. I mean, that's another part of it too, is like, all right, maybe they come back, but how far away from a hundred percent are they, you know, are they, out there just battling and like clearly not themselves. I mean, we know, you know, Hall was already having like some down stretches where he wasn't as productive. Does he come back? And if his speed's sapped, he's even less effective. You know, if Felino is dealing with something that he, where he can't maybe be as physical or he loses some of the speed we've seen from him this year. Like, does he turn into more of last year? Felino? Like those, all of that is like on the table and also has to be considered is, you know, yeah, you want to get these guys back for playoffs, but are, are you rushing to get them back at 65%? And, you know, now they're maybe hurting more than like having a fully healthy AJ Greer on the fourth line or whatever. There is a silver lining to the timing of all of this though, because you it happened right before the deadline. So obviously the Bruins have a better idea than, than, you know, the information that we have, how long these guys are going to be out. So the silver lining is you go, okay, well now we know we should add someone because we're now down two and we're dealing with the attrition already. The, the depth that we question, you know, just how many layers the Bruins would need to add in order to keep, uh, formidable lineup out there every night so um the silver lining is the timing that they're able to add Bertuzzi um into the mix well another silver lining too is like nobody's healthy when the playoffs begin you know you have guys that are healthier than others but these guys have been playing hockey for what six months by the time the playoffs rolls around five five and a half months like everybody's nicked up um I think especially you know, maybe the first round guys, some guys are feeling pretty good, but if you're in a second round or the third round, certainly the fourth round of the playoffs, like everybody's battling a lot, believe me. And you guys know that as well as I do. So I, I, if they can, if they can suit up in the playoffs, I, you know, they'll be with along with everybody else dealing with something. Um, But Scott, you made a good point earlier about how Bertuzzi, you you won't really skip a B uh, because you're essentially just replacing Taylor Hall with, with Tyler Bertuzzi and they're much different players. I understand that, but yeah, I'm excited to see what this kid can do for the Bruins. He's 28 years old. He's in his prime. It's, it, he's going to fit right in. Boston's going to love him. He's got, he's got no teeth. He's got the long hair. He looks like he's straight out of slap shot. I feel like that Taylor Hall 
and Tyler Bertuzzi have the absolute opposite personalities. <laughs> Taylor Hall is like very like calm and like gives very concise and well thought out answers. We have yet to talk to Bertuzzi yet, obviously, but I feel like their demeanors are so far from each other. Um, I think Bertuzzi will fit well in Boston, but I have seen tweets of people, you know, still questioning like some of the politics that he's was caught up in over the past few seasons during the pandemic. So some people remember that in Boston, it can be kind of something that fans get hung up on um, the, the no vaccination and whatnot. Obviously Canada is, lifted that requirement but that was something he struggled with in the past was not being able to travel um and play games in Canada at the detriment of of the team so um, that is something in his past uh, some fans I'm sure will kind of just keep that in their in their memory yeah Yeah, well well Canada's Canada's gonna bring back the vaccination requirement just in time for a Bruins Maple Leaf second round series don't do it Justin Trudeau don't (laughs) do it well, then maybe Taylor Hall is good to go for the second round. No harm, no foul. Um, yeah. Um, so we haven't we haven't discussed the game tonight. As we mentioned off the top, they beat the Sabres seven to one. Crazy I ending. Mean, crazy. Yeah, a lot of goals at the end. A couple of empty netters. Scott. I Scott was hoping mention- for a Swayman goal. It was right there. I <laughs> wanted him to take the shot at the very least. Almost. Scott. Scott did mention Lauko's two goals. Um, were there any any storylines to take away from this game besides besides uh, Lauko and just you know a strong overall game? Two things for me, quick. Um, Forbert out of the rotation, so we see a different guy every night coming coming in and out, um, and Orlov staying in and, and rotating uh, defensively. And Jeremy Swayman had another great game. Shutout got ruined late. You know it, it ended up going away in the third. Before it, it ended up being. 4-1 that made it 4-1 and then all of a sudden next thing you know it's 7-1 um all of the goals that were scored at the end there were kind of just like buffalo already had the the bus running and they were ready to fucking get out of there and, and the, the game was over but um swayman in the first two periods um made a lot of really good stops almost got the shutout yeah the Daniels like got someone uh in the press room asked and i don't think anyone did the research and i'm i don't care enough to do it but like wonder when the last time a team scored two empty net goals and then two more goals after that not empty net like it's weird but yeah as far as other takeaways um two of them were shorthanded (laughs) yeah um i don't really have a ton i think we already touched on some of them you know orlov where they use them on the power play his game um the Marshand injury obviously that led to some some rotation with the lines um Zaka yeah, keeps playing I don't know. well I, yeah that check line and I mean that that's that's another thing too right with Taylor Hall out of the lineup that there's no there's no question now those checks are going to be staying staying together I think for uh right till the end I think especially with DeBrus back in barring any other injuries so I mean that I guess that's maybe another silver line just let them keep building that 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 countryman chemistry that they've had all year. Um and that's the only line that's healthy right now. Like if you think about well if you if Marshawn's out, like you lose a guy on the 
first line with Marshawn, you lose Taylor Hall on the third line and Felino on the fourth line. So that, that check line remains intact and is healthy as of right now. That is true. So we'll see them next in uh, action on Saturday at 1, 1 p.m. I think we'll probably see Tyler Bertuzzi in the lineup. Uh, hopefully Marshan is good to go, but maybe he was not. Supposed to, it was reported he was supposed to come tonight to – to Boston. Yeah, so he, he was flying to Boston. Yeah, yeah, he was flying in Thursday night. So, yeah, he'll be in there Saturday. Uh, I think, like, now, I guess maybe if Martian misses the game, it puts a little bit of a damper on it, but I'm as excited for Saturday's game as I think I've been for a game in a while. Guys, uh, I can't even go. Got, got Patrick Kane and, and mm-hmm. Tarasenko and the Rangers coming in like that. You know, I don't... I, I was trying to think about this and I guess I'll wait to see like where whatever happens Friday. But, you know, I was thinking about like how I would rank the Eastern conference. And I don't think I would have the Rangers number two. Like they, I said on the last podcast, they made the flashiest moves, but you know, I still do have some questions about that team, but just from like the kind of showcase perspective and, the national intention with it being an ABC game. Like that's, you know, you get after the deadline, you know, these are the teams like that. That could be a lot of fun. Who's your number two, Carolina? I don't know, but I got to see what they do. Um, mm-hmm. Would it be Toronto? It, it might be Toronto. I don't know. We, we talked about in the last podcast. I did really like the deadline they had. So, um, I can't wait for the dust to settle tomorrow too and just see exactly how like who else comes over to the Eastern Conference because like Patrick Kane is in the Eastern Conference now. Like that's uh, weird. Like, it's just weird. I, I, I just don't understand like what Caroline is doing. Like like they've been sitting on the toilet so long, their legs are gonna be numb when they stand back up. Like I just don't know what they're doing. Like, like you have $10 million and, and nobody worth me- grabbing is out there still, unless it's just somebody we just can't really see. Like, I don't, I like, didn't know, but like this, was not, uh, like, none of the guys at Bruins added, do, I think people thought were there. Does Carolina pry like JT Miller from like Vancouver? Like, I like, I, I think he has a no move, like no movement clause. Like, like who, like who's even out there that they can grab? I don't even know. Like, but Carolina's sitting there and like, on paper, they just went from the second best team in the conference, potentially the best, to like on paper, they're like the fourth or fifth best team right now. Like their record says otherwise, but I mean, Christ, they got to do some work. Or, or they're again, they just seem like they like they're on their little high horse down there in a southern hospitality state, like just doing storm surges and just like I don't know what they think they're doing, but like they have they're not their their forward group is not a cup winning team. I don't know what they're thinking. Well, you know, yeah, the, the, the line will be too when it, when, or if they don't do anything, the line is always, we're confident in the group we have. Okay. So, yeah, again, and it, it's what I'm, they kind of have that reputation around the league of they have to win every deal. Like Danny Ainge used to have this reputation with the Celtics, and it's like, all right, like, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to win some deals then, but like, are you too slow to pull the trigger on other stuff? Look at, Look at the deals the Bruins made and how quickly they came together. Like Washington starts to think about selling, and two days later the Bruins have Orlov and Hathaway. Felino and Hall get hurt on this road trip, and like what twenty four hours after the Bruins land back on the East Coast, they have Tyler Bertuzzi. It's like that's 
And it's because Don Sweeney isn't sitting there haggling with these other GMs for 72 hours or a week and going back and forth and, well, all right, well, this is my offer. You know, come back to me if you think you have something better. And, you know, and then keep running around in circles. No, he identified guys he wanted to acquire and got them and didn't worry about, uh, you know, are we, we'd rather give a, can we give up a fifth round pick instead of a fourth? Uh, you know, would you take this prospect instead of a first round? Like, no, just he just got the deal done, and that's kind of that's what Toronto did. Like, that's what you have to do if you're really going for it. You can't just drag your feet and wait for the perfect deal. And you know, we'll see. Carolina still has Friday to go, so we'll see what they I, do. But by the way, Chickren also came to the Eastern Conference. <laughs> like, yeah, Chickren went to Ottawa. And, and Ottawa is a bubble playoff team right now. They beat the Rangers and, and already got hurt. I saw Thursday night he got hurt. I don't know if it's serious or not, but oh, did he? Jesus, yeah. yeah well, the uh, the Senders they, they beat the revamped Rangers at at Madison Square Garden tonight five three. So to Scott's point, they might be flashy, but they got some they got some work to do. I think uh, both sides of the puck, but we'll see them Saturday. So that'll be a good showdown. Biggest, biggest trade move though so far this deadline, Jonathan Quick. <laughs> Columbus yeah. is best move of all time. Uh, I, I need move. that Vegas LA Kings series so bad. That absolutely <laughs> has to happen. That's an interesting one because like the Kings are they're having a solid year. Like they're ready for you know that expecting a good playoff run, and you just get rid of a locker room guy like that. I don't know if you guys saw Drew Doughty and Anze Kopitar's press conference, but they just weren't they literally were very transparent in saying they were not happy about it. It's like is it really worth moving Jonathan Quick at the, the deadline like to mess with? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's not my yeah, team. I don't it's, give a it's shit. It's crazy. It's like objectively, they did get better. Like Yunus Corposalo is a better goalie than Jonathan Quick at this point, and they needed goaltending help if they're going to do anything. Like Phoenix Copley isn't the answer. He's had some solid games, but so it's like object. Like I get why they made the trade. You know, I I do think they upgraded, but. Man, to your like, yeah, that's that's tough though when it's a franchise legend. Like you do wonder, yeah. especially especially because like I don't really see the Kings making a cup run this year. And mm-hmm. even if they like Corpusal is better than Quick right now, but he's not like a superstar either. So it's like mm-hmm. was was it really worth it? Like was it really worth you know the locker room damage to upgrade by what like I don't know maybe get. 12% better in that or something. Like, yeah, and you're turning know. away a guy who won a Stanley Cup. And then he gets bounced Dude. around. He goes to Col- – yeah, he gets bounced around. He goes to Columbus. And I was dying laughing at some of the some of the Photoshop work that was done today about, like, Jonathan Quick being a Columbus legend. And uh, somebody Photoshopped his number getting put up in the rafters in Columbus. <laughs> and they also – photoshopped a Columbus jersey on him, photoshopped out the cup, and wrote, like, thanks for the memories or something. About it. I, I like when – I get a kick out of it, too, when teams, like – when teams acquire a draft pick from somebody and then turn that draft pick around for something else, and then they, they send out the thank you tweet to the to the draft pick, that they, the future draft pick they never used. That's pretty funny, too, like a conditional pick or something. But, um, By the way, we yeah. – we're also haven't yet mentioned uh, Bridges' favorite player got traded. 
Oh, Bjork. <laughs> Anders Bjork, Buffalo to Chicago. Here's another Jackson Nika here. Like, he, he – it was hard to tell whether or not he was going to be good somewhere else. He had, just, he, like, wasn't a fit here, but he wasn't good in his opportunities with Buffalo. No. And Brian had a really funny tweet uh, about Bjork today. <laughs> Brian, what, what – what, what was your um, clever tweet? Ah, uh, Blackhawks go from tanking to contending or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, Bjork had way more opportunity here than Sanika did. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, but I don't know. I'm not sure what. I mean, the fact that he couldn't take advantage of being in a a bad team in Buffalo kind of that speaks volumes. He probably should have taken advantage of that opportunity, but whatever. Hey, it sounds like he'll get more in Chicago. Because they're in full rebuild. So. True, unless they just send him straight to Rockford, where he's playing for the Ice Hogs in the second power play unit. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens with with, with Bjorky. All right, guys, uh, about an hour in. You have anything else? Mm-mm. No, I'll okay. get it. All right, thank you all for listening. Enjoy the Bruins Rangers on Saturday. We'll talk soon.